Stay tuned for Love Talk with Evelyn Davison and special guests on the broadcast today, Linda Chandler, talking about the altar of God. Ellison Salazar, Garage and Body Shop. At Ellison Salazar, customer satisfaction is our main concern. For a tune-up or major body work, Central Texans have trusted Ellison Salazar for over 55 years. Ellison Salazar. Hail damage specialists, smoothing out life's dents and bumps. Big or small for you and your car. Now at three locations, south at 4501 South Congress, north at 8808 Research Boulevard, and new northwest location at 8425 Anderson Mill Road. Road. Call 444-5555. That's 444-5555. Ellison Salazar. Fixing your auto problems and needs with a happy face and the best professional touch. From inspiration to insurance and protection, all for serving the Lord Jesus. We all need insurance. Why not work with an agent that understands the biblical principle of protection and risk management to ensure your family's future? Ray and Justin Garner are Christian business professionals who will put a Christian perspective on your insurance and inspiration needs for auto home life business health boat motorcycle RV and dental and church protection needs Ray Justin and Luana can be reached at 626-4880 or 986-4944 for church protection personal protection and business protection Ray and Justin are independent Texas businessmen that have dedicated their lives and business to the advancement of spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ through Austin Triad Ministries. Call Ray Garner Insurance Agency and ask for Ray at 626-4880 or Justin at 986-4944. George Christensen and his family at Casa Mechanical Services are longtime friends and sponsors for Love Talk, Love Walk. These CASA friends are professionals with more than 40 years' experience in providing heating, air conditioning, plumbing, and electrical services in the Austin area. If your heating isn't heating, your cooling isn't cooling, or your drains aren't draining, well, then you need to call our friends at CASA at 334-7300. They provide sales and service on all major brands from professionals you can trust. So big jobs or little jobs, it doesn't matter. Call CASA at 334-7300. You're listening to Love Talk with Evelyn Davison here at the Bridge 1120, today's Christian Talk. Thank you, Mike. This is Evelyn Davison in the studio here at KTXW. Christian Talk, Building Bridges of Love and, and Leadership. And in studio with me today is uh, my good friend, Reverend uh, Linda Chandler. And she was with us last week for our Easter program. And we really got into a, an exciting uh, discussion about how important the life of a Christian is when we put ourselves on the altar of God. And we're going to be talking about that today. Linda is uh, the pastor of Austin Brethren Church. She is uh, on our board of directors for National Day of Prayer. And she's the mother of three boys. And I identify with that because I have two. And uh, her husband, uh, Gary, is superintendent of schools in Copeland. Welcome again, Linda. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here again with you. Evelyn, it's always fun to do radio with Evelyn. Oh, I love for you to say that. I, I, I think sometimes that I've done this... Well, we're in our 31st year of wow. love talking, and I grew up in radio, uh, as most of our friends know, and a different kind, because I was not a Christian, and as a child, I, I mean, as a young uh, woman, uh, my dad was drafted into the Navy during mm-hmm. World War II, mm-hmm. and my life just 
almost cratered uh, because the altar that we worshipped at every Saturday, every weekend, was um, was not church. I mean, it was not not the altar of God. It was just entertainment. And uh-huh. on Saturday, uh, my job was to pull all the records and put um, um, little notes on the sleeves of the records for my dad to uh, pull them, and then a list of people that had called in that week or, or had dropped, actually not called in, dropped notes in a milk bottle that we put on our front porch wow. uh, because we didn't have a telephone. Nobody in town had a telephone. And um, my job was to make a list of those and to get everything ready for him to go on the air by 1 o'clock on Saturday afternoon because we were a weekend program uh, station. And, you know, we came up, I came up with Making Sunday a play day with my dad. He played with us on Sunday. We'd, we'd go places and do things. We, we really uh, were a little bit uh, more receiving, I guess. Uh, God blessed us greatly during that time. Mm-hmm. And, of course, so many of our neighbors and our friends, because that was, you know, just before World War II, and things were tough then. Yes. But... I, and I remember listening uh, to the radio and some of the the um, mm, national preachers. Yes. And some of the messages they bring. And my early recognition and, and awareness of God's plan was that he came and Jesus came and gave his life uh, that we might know him. Yes. But I didn't ha- ever have anyone to really explain that to me. All I heard was what preachers say and, and then, you know, and, and most of it was hell and brimstone, you know, type right. of preaching. And my dad wouldn't listen to it at all, but every once in a while, you know, I would tune in. But one of the things that, that really began to stir in my heart and in my soul was that uh, there was a plan that God had for every person. And that it, it, it determined whether it, that plan was determined by whether we gave him everything we had because of, of an altar. And uh, that framed in me an early, early um, interest in, in talking about the altar of God because I came to know the Lord as a result of a teacher uh, in high school. And uh, she explained to me that God came, that Jesus came at Easter time. To give his life. He came at Christmas, but he came in in the person of sacrifice. Exactly. The, the, the cross was his altar. Altar. It was his altar. But I think if we also take from this, this is so interesting that you're talking about World War II. Yeah. Because uh, I know last week we talked about um, Israel as the stage that God, you know, whether it yes. was in Bethlehem where the baby was born, Jesus was first born to, to come into life, or Jerusalem where it looked like he ended his life, but he rose again from the dead so that we might live. Right. All right. It's, the, it's always Israel as the stage. But I want you to think about that. When you first, before World War II, before your dad left, Israel was not yet born. No. It was born again, again, during World War II, 1948. And um, I bet that was a radio announcement. Oh, it was. It was. I remember that very vividly. You, do you remember when they, they announced that uh-huh. Israel has been reborn? Uh-huh. People are going back 
to Israel because Hitler is dead is the message that, that we got. And, you know, and it was maybe not the way it was transmitted, but the way it was received. And with radio, that's the, that's the bottom line. It's not what we say here on Love Talk. It's how it's received. Exactly. And if it is an altar of, of openness and yieldingness of trust, then it blesses. And if it doesn't, they just click that little holy scanner on that car radio and bounce off to something else. But I want us to talk today specifically about Israel and about um, the cross being the altar of God. Absolutely, which was a, was a costly thing. And it, 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 even if we look at it as being an altar there, it says that uh, in God's word that, uh, um, do you know that it says that when blood falls to the ground that it will cry out, that it has a voice? Oh, yes. And so we think about that blood still crying out from Israel and, and, and still wanting to um, uh, make that an important place of his purposes. Israel is an important place of God's purposes. We um, had something come out just a couple of weeks ago that in Israel they are constructing the altar from the temple again. And we'd say, what? what? What is that? And it just means that we know that the temple was destroyed in 70 A.D. by the Romans. Okay, So there was no more sacrifices. There was no more anything that the Jews, was, which that was a monumental part of their worship. Yes. Be just like us going into our churches today. So they no longer had that central place of worship. And we... Um, well, we understand, even though the Romans did that, we understand it's because the perfect sacrifice had now been given mm-hmm. on the altar of the cross. But not everyone realized that. We have to always remember that not just like in this world, that not everybody realizes that Jesus came for them and he's their savior because mm-hmm. he came for the whole world. John three sixteen, for God so loved that he gave his only son so that the world might be saved. He didn't just talk about one group of people. So we go back to that, this A.D. 70, and we we've, we have the temple being destroyed, and all the Jews don't yet know about Jesus, and they don't know what to do. So through the millennium, through the next 2,000 years, the ones that had not been given the word about Jesus or didn't know still follow the Judaistic practices. And actually they, they decided, the rabbis decided after there was no temple that the word of God would become the way that they would know God. So they're very highly steeped in the Torah, the first five books. Yes. Okay. And the rest of the Old Testament. And this is, I'm talking about Orthodox Jews. So this whole thing about them building the altar is that they want to construct a third temple again, a place of worship to be up on that mount uh, again for the world to see that, you know, that we do honor the God the one true God. And so they want to do that in the, in the natural. And so they've had plans for thousands of years, well, over 2,000 years yeah. now, to rebuild that. So this construction of the altar means it's another piece that goes inside that that is so important. And I just think as we were talking about altars, to know that across the world they're building an altar, planning for the temple to be rebuilt. And that we know, as Christians from the book of Revelations, that um, that will be part of our understanding yes. about Jesus getting soon to return in this physical building of it, because that's a prophetic word. One of the things that um, 
is so important in the story and the plan of God is the altar of sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And we first basically are introduced to that with Abraham and Isaac. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Give us a little background. Well, the whole thing is about the altar of sacrifice is that there really can be no life without sacrifice. Right. And so God's testing of Abraham was just a way of saying, would you give what you love more than life itself? which would be his son, Isaac, because remember that was he was old when he had him. That had been promised that he would have him. And um, this child comes, he's nurtured him, he's grown him up, and yet God says, take him and sacrifice for me. Now, Abraham would have understood sacrifice because pagan places sacrificed Mm -hmm. goats and things like that. He would have already understood that. And... um, he 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 was obedient to God. But I think it's so interesting because, you know, people get real upset about this story. Why would God do that? Yeah. But see, God, um, Abraham, and it says that God accounted this towards his righteousness, his right thinking. Mm-hmm. In his righteousness, he, he, when his son said, Dad, where are we going? What, what's going on with this? Because he knew with the wood and the sticks, you know, they'd yeah. already been sacrificing lambs and things to God yeah. as an offering of their best, their f- first fruits. What are we doing here? Where's, where's the lamb? And Abraham specifically says, God will provide. God will provide. And so, but he inside himself, he's in this struggle with what has God called me? Take your son with juxtaposed to that is, but God will provide. So it's a walk of trust. He goes up to the mountain and before he can do it, God says, okay, stop. I'm the one that's going to provide. Mm-hmm. And then in the natural, we know he looks over and there was a ram in the thicket. Here's the ram. Today we know that that was Jesus concealed. It's, Jesus revealed today as on that altar. So he's already, Abraham is already setting up that sacrificial, but it's a costly, it's a costly system because you're going to give of your best. Mm -hmm. God gave us of his best. Right. It is so symbolic of who Jesus is in, in the story of Isaac and Abraham. I want us, when we come back, Linda, to talk about um, why Israel today Uh, is so important in God's plan and what it is that we need to be doing uh, in regard to Israel today. Right after this, stay with us. Ellison Salazar, Garage and Body Shop. At Ellison Salazar, customer satisfaction is our main concern. For a tune-up or major body work, Central Texans have trusted Ellison Salazar for over 55 years. Ellison Salazar. Hail damage specialists, smoothing out life's dents and bumps. Big or small for you and your car. Now at three locations, south at 4501 South Congress, north at 8808 Research Boulevard, and new northwest location at 8425 Anderson Mill Road. Road. Call 444-5555. That's 444-5555. Ellison Salazar. Fixing your auto problems and needs with a happy face and the best professional touch. 
From inspiration to insurance and protection, all for serving the Lord Jesus. We all need insurance. Why not work with an agent that understands the biblical principle of protection and risk management to insure your family's future? Ray and Justin Garner are Christian business professionals who will put a Christian perspective on your insurance and inspiration needs. For auto, home, life, business, health, boat, motorcycle, RV and dental, and church protection needs, Ray, Justin, and Luana can be reached at 626-4880 or 986-4944 for church protection, personal protection, and business protection. Ray and Justin are independent Texas businessmen that have dedicated their lives and business to the advancement of spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ through Austin Triad Ministries. Call Ray Garner Insurance Agency and ask for Ray at 626-4880 or Justin at 986-4944. Tim Smith Landscaping. Wow, these guys know what they're doing. Tim Smith has been taking care of landscaping since he was knee-high to a yucca. And they can come to your house and turn a yucky-looking yard into a show place. Take a drab, boring commercial or residential piece of property and turn it into a place that you'll be proud to call home or proud to call your business. There's simply no better choice for landscaping than Tim Smith. 512-848-0659 or 512-258-0093 or www.timsmithlandscaping.com You're listening to Love Talk with Evelyn Davison here at the Bridge 1120 Today's Christian Talk Welcome back to Love Talk. Uh, this is Evelyn Davison. We're broadcasting from KTXW Building Bridges of Love and Understanding and Leadership uh, mm-hmm. And with my good friend, Linda Chandler, Pastor. Linda, we've been talking today about how important God's plan of love is and how he demonstrates that in so many ways in our life, uh, not just with individuals. And we've talked about Abraham and Isaac, but with national, uh, international uh, connections. Corporate identities. Absolutely. Because he doesn't just work. Uh, in, in, in Jerusalem. And Jerusalem is so important to God's plan, and we want to talk about that. But he has a plan for each one of us in life, and that is to be exactly what uh, Abraham uh, saw Isaac to be, as the seed yes. of God's love. We are the seed of God's love. Well, the seed of his of, of, of going forth with God's plan for the whole world. Right. That he was the child of promise that was going to carry that part of God's story. And we know that, you know, because Isaac, then you get Jacob, you get the 12 tribes. Again, you wrap that around. But the common person listens. So, so why today? We've got Jesus. You know, Jesus is here with us. We're in America. Yeah. Why do we need to be concerned about that? Well, we have to go right back to Abraham because God said to Abraham, I will bless those that bless you and I will curse those that curse you. That's what he told Abraham. He said, this is how people are going to know that I am with you. Because that's who he decided to tell his story through, was Abraham and his whole inheritance. Mm -hmm. And we're grafted into that through Jesus. Jesus brings us right into the story. So we say, well, was that just a one-time thing? No, it means that we are grafted now into the same story that says the blessings and, and, and the cursings go with those that are carrying the story. And Israel... 
as a corporate identity still carries the story. God doesn't uh, say, oh, I'm done with you now. Let's move on. Mm -hmm. God's not that kind of God. And so now Israel as a corporate identity, not just individual, becomes important. We went back to World War II with um, it being birthed anew again. Well, that is the promise of God. He said he would bring his his seed back to the land. Well, it says in there, can a nation be born in a day? And he proved that, yes, it can be with the announcement in 1948 that that Israel has come around again. So people are in it. We have Israel's in the news all the time now. And basically, it's in the news with us here in America because it's, is America going to stand with Israel? She has been our most important. We have been allies for one another. Absolutely. And the reason why we've been that is she is the only democratic, freedom-loving country in the Middle East. That's it. She's the front-line defense for democracy where we love freedom and we were central in that. That's what's established over there today in Israel. It's not just about the Jewish people. It's about that country of freedom, a land of freedom again. And it's very important. Those that bless you, I will bless. Those that curse you, I curse. And Christians that are deeply biblical Christians, we understand that God's words are irrevocable. Absolutely. He is not a capricious God that just changes his mind. Okay, I like Israel today. No, tomorrow I don't. He may discipline us. And America has got to stand because she's the front line to keeping our freedom also open. Well, also, Linda, he admonishes us to pray for Israel. I mean, that is a charge. It is a challenge. In Psalm 122, 6, says, pray for Jerusalem's what? Peace. Peace. Pray for Jerusalem. Peace. What is it that all of the countries that surround Israel, what is it they want? They want that land. Well, they want to destroy, really and truly, they want to destroy God's story. That's that's the bottom that's line. It. The land represents God's blessing. Exactly. In in from heaven to to hell, in between is God's Absolutely. land. Exactly. And it's it it is silly in one way when you look at it. Oh, if but you, it is exactly. It is. If you looked at a map, it is a pinprick <laughs> on the map of the world. That's how I know God's real. Because why would these nations be all fighting over that one little tiny thing? There's land everywhere. Because it has to do with God's purposes. It has to do with the enemy of Easter that wants to wipe out the whole story. But it cannot. The Jewish people carried the story up until the time of Jesus. Then, Then Jesus, he didn't. It is a still a Jewish story. It will always be. Mm-hmm. But we begin grafted into that. And now, so why is it important for us now? Is because we're returning back to the stage that God set at the cross and uh, Christmas, actually, the Christmas Easter, Christer story. Yeah. He's a stage in uh, Israel. Where does it say Jesus will turn again, return again? The East Gate. Out Right there in Jerusalem to the Temple Mount. He he is going to, the story begins and ends there. It's the bookends. Well, in in Psalm 122, uh, 6, it says, Prosperity to all you Jerusalem 
lovers. Mm. We must love Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. We must want her to survive. We must want her to prosper. We must want her because if you pray for peace, peace is shalom. It's, It's the fullness. It's healing. It's hope. It's everything that is good. Every benefit is good. It's about peace. But peace doesn't necessarily come by people negotiating it. Mm -hmm. Peace comes from God and his purpose is being fulfilled. He said, for the sake of my family, friendly insiders get along. (laughs) We are insiders. We know the story. We are to get along. Hostile outsiders, keep your distance. And he's Mm -hmm. talking about Jerusalem. He's talking about Bethlehem. For the sake of my family and friends, I say it again, live in peace. For the sake of the house of our God, God, I'll do my very best for you. And that comes out of the message, Mm -hmm. that's Peterson's interpretation. Mm -hmm. But the point is, is that we have a responsibility as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, who comes from the seed of Abraham, to pray for the peace of Jerusalem, pray for the peace of Israel. And we... Why is that important then, Lenny? God gives us that charge. Why is it important? Because they're our family. We are co-inheritors with them. We are we are grafted all into this one body. You go. It's about God's promises and His things coming forth. You look in the book of Ezekiel, and it says that the word of the Lord came to me and to Ezekiel. He said, "You're um, in uh, Ezekiel 37." He said, "We're going to." Uh, take for Judah and those joined with him among the people of Israel, take a stick and write on it. For Joseph, the stick of Ephraim, which was a mixed tribe, that's yes. us, the Gentiles, and all the house of Israel who joined to him, bring them together in a single stick so they become one in your hand. Our purpose of God is he loved the whole world. He is joining us together. We're taking, they are the people, the Jewish people, are the people of the book, and the people that produced our Messiah. Absolutely. And they're joining now. If we join to them with that honor and respect of what they've done, and now we have the belief the Messiah, it's going to come back around that they're going to see that what they may, what people want to say, well, they rejected Christ. They're going to see that their rejection led to our salvation, and now our salvation leads again to their acceptance. Isn't that amazing? It's just a, it's a you know, it's, thing. I'm glad you mentioned Ezekiel because Ezekiel said he looked at his world one day, and mm-hmm. he was a prophet. He, you know, he, mm-hmm. he, he would go and be like Moses, go be with God, come back, tell the people what God said. Mm-hmm. Uh, he walked on the earth. I mean, he was just, he was a prophet. He, yeah. he saw God, he saw God's message, and he delivered it. And he said to him one day when he was so discouraged, he said, he complained to God about how the people walking that yellow brick road yeah. weren't going in the right direction. And God spoke to him. He said, Ezekiel, there's going to come a day when I'm going to take out their cold, stony hearts and do what, Linda? Put and in I'll put my spirit inside of them and it'll be a brand new, new heart. heart. So the Spirit brings the brand new heart. Exactly. But Israel and Jerusalem are such a viable part of God's plan as we look at it today. And why is it really important then? It's because we are the promised inheritors. We are the promised inheritors, but we are grafted into the story. And we are now, if Jesus delivered us, then we, in a way... 
bring that deliverance back around so that they understand the fullness of the story. God didn't leave the Jewish people because people think that because yes. of World War II was, and yeah. all of that, yeah. that he was punishing them and he was done with them. No, he completed his promise. He said he would bring them back to the land and build them. Because he and loves them. Mm-hmm. That's our hope and glory. If he doesn't give up on them, he's not going to give up on That's us. Right. <laughs> he can't give up on Evelyn <laughs> or Linda. It is time for us to take our break, I think, and hear from some of our good swampers. We come back. We want to talk about God's plan for, uh, for Israel opens our faith in Jesus' promise, his plan of redemption, and his return. It is the key to Jesus' return. Amen. Amen. Right after this, stay with us. Day after day, we are constantly hearing about how bad everything is. Isn't it about time to hear about what's right and good? Isn't it time for some good news? If your answers are yes, then you need the Good News Journal. The Good News Journal is published by KTXW's own Evelyn Davidson and is packed with news and information about the good things that are happening. With a healthy dose of hope, happiness, and humor, the Good News Journal is distributed free throughout Central Texas at hundreds of locations, including Walmart, Popeye Chicken, Central Market, Bob Bullock Museum, libraries, churches, and other locations. And did we say the Good News Journal is free? For advertising information or to have an article published, call Good News Journal at 249-6535. The Good News Journal is an inspirational, patriotic journal published bi-monthly to bring you God's good news. The Good News Journal, 249-6535, or read it online at thegoodnewsjournal.net. Tim Smith Landscaping. Wow, these guys know what they're doing. Tim Smith has been taking care of landscaping since he was knee-high to a yucca. And they can come to your house and turn a yucky-looking yard into a show place. Take a drab, boring commercial or residential piece of property and turn it into a place that you'll be proud to call home or proud to call your business. There's simply no better choice for landscaping than Tim Smith. 512-848-0659 or 512 or com. George Christensen and his family at Casa Mechanical Services are longtime friends and sponsors for Love Talk, Love Walk. These Casa friends are professionals with more than 40 years' experience in providing heating, air conditioning, plumbing, and electrical services in the Austin area. If your heating isn't heating, your cooling isn't cooling, or your drains aren't draining, well, then you need to call our friends at CASA at 334-7300. They provide sales and service on all major brands from professionals you can trust. So big jobs or little jobs, it doesn't matter. Call CASA at 334-7300. You're listening to Love Talk with Evelyn Davison here at The Bridge, 1120 Today's Christian Talk. Thank you, Mike. And I want to just take this moment or two to thank our sponsors. Mm -hmm. Mike, you know, we've done radio in Austin 31 years, and we've got sponsors that have been with us that long. And we don't often recognize them, but I do appreciate every day, every week when you play their spots, because it does let people know that um, we're here And we have a plan to serve the Lord Jesus as we serve others. And we are talking today, Mike, about Israel, about Jerusalem and Bethlehem, about what is God's plan 
for us in the time in which we're living right now. Mm-hmm. We've, t- we've compared that to the yellow road law, uh, uh, yellow brick road of life, Linda. And in studio with me is my friend Linda Chandler. Linda, what, you've been to Israel so many times. You, mm-hmm. You've ministered there. You've studied there. Why is it important? Well, again, like what we said before, it, truthfully, how about it's the altar of the world. It's where God made his biggest statement of love. It is the place where he literally allowed the part of him, the best part of him, his heart, to be crucified through his son, Jesus Christ. But it's the part of him also that says, you you can't get rid of God because God reigns and lives. And he does live. And he has now moved in uh, in his plan for the whole world to to come out as as if we're called Christians we're Christ bearers but we emanate out from Jerusalem from that altar of love that place uh, of love for the whole world so we're charged and why are we charged to pray for the peace of Jerusalem because number one Jesus came according to Isaiah nine that he would be called the Prince of Peace. A prince is uh, in the beginning, but it says when he returns, he will be the king of peace. He will be our peace. He is our peace today as he lives in our hearts. And we begin to understand that peace is not something that two nations can just broker. That they can just, you know, well, let's have a plan here. And we're, you give some, I give some. We're going to have peace. Peace has to emanate from the heart. Yes. From our altar, our place of sacrifice is our heart. Wouldn't you call our heart, our altar, our own personal altar of sacrifice? It is. Because it's the things of the heart that cost us the most, but also bring us the greatest gain. And so Jesus, as God's heart, uh, laid that all down, then picked it up in new life so that he could go take it out to the world. He will return to Jerusalem to the altar of sacrifice to show that the mission has been accomplished. And so when we, re- we, we are praying for the peace of Jerusalem, reminding ourselves that human beings are incapable. I love this, that you've said this. Human beings are incapable of creating peace for themselves. Only God can bring peace to a broken world on this side of heaven. You know, I know that as a personal, that only God can bring peace. Only Jesus, because he lives in my heart in this altar. And um, I don't want to get all on myself, but I, I do want to say this. Just recently, I had to celebrate, if you want to call it a celebration, yes. other people. But the going home of heaven of my, my, my son, my firstborn son, who was only 30, and uh, his life was taken. And um, But I never doubted that, that God had a plan, even for this, according to Romans 828 all things work for the good of the Lord but what I'm going to say about that is that I had a peace inside that passed understanding Mm -hmm. even in the midst of my despair I'm not going to say I just you know put on a happy face and acted like nothing happened but even in the moment of my despair I had God's peace there because I was a praying person and I kept telling God you know what I you will show me the way you will show me the way peace comes out of a heart that is submitted to God. If Israel is the altar of God, then we are praying that peace will come through her, even her, uh, the, the, the finality of the reconciliation of the world with God on 
the altar of Jerusalem. Jerusalem's that altar of God. It is. So it's, it's a physical know, it altar of representation of the spiritual reality. You know, it's representing Christmas of the of the manger, mm-hmm. you know, the lowly place. Mm-hmm. He, he he left the high places to come to the lowly places. Absolutely. And and, and that's what Jerusalem is. It's the lowly place, the lowly place of sacrifice. Because God looked on it in a way that he had a plan to fix it. Absolutely. The purposes of redemption would emanate out of there and they would come to conclusion there. And so you, you talk, just talked about humility. If we're born in Jesus like he was born in the manger, we would lay down everything to pray for the purposes of God to prevail, that the king of peace would return. And Israel is the stage set for that. We must pray. We must pray. And Jesus prayed. He prayed for Jerusalem. He, oh. he, you know, it, he it, wept over Jerusalem. Absolutely. And so it should be as dear to our heart as it was Jesus. In, in John seventeen twenty one, it says, May they all be one as you, Father, and I in me, you are in me, and I in you. May they also be one in us, so that the world may believe that you sent me. You know, that all is... Every one of us, Linda. God, it, it includes the Jewish people. Yes, it, it does. Well, remember people, the enemy of of the cross. Absolutely, he said he's going to join us together in one stick, according to Ezekiel that prophecy. And it says this: Then say to them that the Lord God Almighty says, "I will take the people of Israel from among the nations where they've gone. I will gather them from every side and bring them back to their own land." That's happened, 1948. I will make them one nation in the land on the mountains of Israel, and one king will be king for all of them. Mm -hmm. There will no longer be two nations, Jew and Gentile. We will become one in the Lord God. And so what we're doing is in our prayer, we're saying, bring the sticks together. Whether and, and I want to tell you, I have been in Jerusalem. I have firsthand knowledge of this. It is not just about the Jewish people. The 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 Arabs that are there yeah. that are, are are that that call themselves uh, Israeli uh, Arabs that there are just as much for them having freedom to to worship and be who they are, uh, Messianic Christians. It is there that they are a democracy, a place of freedom. Well, that is the only other democracy in the world besides America. Exactly. And that's why America needs to pray for Israel. Uh, reason number one is because God tells us to do it. Reason number two is he says this, don't worry about every, anything, but in everything through prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which suppresses every thought, will guard your hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. You know, Paul really charged young Timothy to pray mm-hmm. for the leaders, those that were, pray for those in authority over you. Why? And he says this, that you may live at peace and serve the Savior. That's why we, one of the second reasons we should pray for Israel today. Exactly. And we want to pray that she just continues to rise up because it is it is such a symbolic picture of what God is doing to join Jew and Christian and Palestinian and whatever you want to call yourself that just like America, we become, you know, Americans, we're all going to come into the saving knowledge of who God is and his purposes are going to play out. Even Jesus said 
in Matthew 5, 9, you know, the Sermon on the Mount, which is his greatest sermon. He said, blessed. So there's the blessings from Abraham. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. So we become grafted into that story as sons and daughters, I have to add daughters, Mm -hmm. of God on that altar of sacrifice. If we sacrifice our time to pray that God's purposes, pray that he would erect leaders, um, just like, you know, Benjamin, who doesn't matter. I'm not going to get political here, but I do want to say this. When I was there last year in Israel, I heard the speech that he made to, to on the Holocaust Survival Day. And I was there to be more educated in this whole thing about anti-Semitism. So I would understand it. And he made this speech and he said at the end of his speech, he said, you know, he said, no more. We're going to stand. You know, we're going to stand in this land. We stand for God. You know, and he said, and if anyone fools with us, they are fooling with the Lion of Judah. Lion of Judah. Well, what that is, is Jesus. Judah, Jesus Christ right there. That's his yes. title. And I almost fell off my seat. He doesn't necessarily say he's a Messianic believer. But right then and there, I heard Messiah. Mm-hmm. And so I'm telling you, things are not as they seem. It's not as the press seems. So we're free speech here. Praise the Lord. You have this radio station. We're saying, stand, people, on the biblical promises of God. Okay, well, the third reason we need to pray for Israel is the return of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Let's talk about that, Linda. Well, let's talk about the Lion of Judah coming back. Okay. The Lion of Judah is going to come again, and he is going to reign, and it says, from Jerusalem. And he's going to reign from Jerusalem. And in that reign, that's when peace will become all over the earth. So again, that wraps all the way back to the front where we talk about building the altar um, that was is physically being built, and they're getting ready to do the third temple. That's all prophesied in the book of Revelations. Mm-hmm. And so Jesus is revealing to us that, and I, I don't know whether it's going to be today, tomorrow, so I don't say this to scare people, but it's that we live in that place of, he could come in the next 30 seconds. Are you prepared? Does your life make a difference? Because the biblical promises and the, and the, the messages that he mm-hmm. sent, are coming true in our day. You know, that's an amazing thing, Linda. We have to stop and realize how important this very day is. Absolutely. And, and important how important the hour. Well, he's closer he, today than he was yesterday. Yes. And, I, you know, I've had some health issues lately and, and had some major surgery and and Van and I were talking one day, and he was just, you know, trying to encourage me and lift me up. And, and I said to him, honey, I said, honey, I'm not afraid of death. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not afraid. Uh, but, you know, what my desire is, is to be here for the party. And he said, what party? Exactly. <laughs> you know, I, I just, I said, Jesus coming again and it's going to be the most exciting time in history and i want to be here you know i want to be here on the earth to see all of to get see the glory coming yes and you know we don't we don't but people look at it as it's going to be terror and everything it's only going to be terror if you don't know him that's that's the whole point there well you know we are to pray for peace but in reality praying for jesus's turn is peace will come early to the world when he takes his rightful throne in Jerusalem and reigns forever. 
reigns forever. This is not just a story for today, Linda. He reigns, and it's going to be forever. You know, our lifetime runs, well, it's expanding now, and it has run from like, you know, 50, you know, back in the 40s. You know, 50 was, if you live to be 50. Right. And then it moved up to the 70s, and now it's up to the 80s. But we're not going to die. We are going to reign forever. Right, forever. Because he reigns. And he reigns because of the altar of sacrifice. And And that comes from the the town of Jerusalem. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about that third reason why we are to be praying for Jerusalem, praying for Israel right after this. Stay with us. Day after day, we are constantly hearing about how bad everything is. Isn't it about time to hear about what's right and good? Isn't it time for some good news? If your answers are yes, then you need the Good News Journal. The Good News Journal is published by KTXW's own Evelyn Davidson and is packed with news and information about the good things that are happening. With a healthy dose of hope, happiness, and humor, the Good News Journal is distributed free throughout Central Texas at hundreds of locations, including Walmart, Popeye Chicken, Central Market, Bob Bullock Museum, libraries, churches, and other locations. And did we say the Good News Journal is free? For advertising information or to have an article published, call Good News Journal at 249-6535. The Good News Journal is an inspirational, patriotic journal published bi-monthly to bring you God's good news. The Good News Journal, 249-6535, or read it online at thegoodnewsjournal.net. Hi, this is Steve Washburn, pastor at First Baptist Church, Pflugerville. We're the ones who just built that beautiful new 33,000-square-foot worship center there on Pecan Street, just as Jenner Town. Say, listen, if you're looking for a church home, I wish you'd come check us out. Lots of other folks sure are. We're one of the fastest-growing fellowships in the Austin area. We're trying our best to offer something for everyone. No matter what your situation in life, you'll find good friends here. I know I'm biased, but I believe we have some of the most uplifting worship services you'll find anywhere. Many of you are familiar with Tom Cotter and his praise band, By Design. We're fortunate to have them leading our modern worship experience at the 11 o'clock hour on Sunday mornings. That's our largest and fastest-growing group. But I'm also excited about something new we're trying in our 9 o'clock hour. Daniel Reclue is one of the area's most gifted choral directors, and he has reinvented one of the only genuinely traditional worship services in the area for those of you who are boomers and long to return to the joyful worship of your youth. Listen, Google us at First Baptist Pflugerville and come see us. Was your website built by a programmer or a marketer? It makes a difference, a huge difference. Think, marketing is a local boutique ad agency that builds websites around you, your business, and your customers. This approach is Y-O-U-centric. Visit thinkmarketingtexas.com to learn more. That's thinkmarketingtexas.com. It won't cost you to sit down and find out how you can have a website that looks fantastic while making you money. Come on, isn't it time to update your website? thinkmarketingtexas.com. ThinkMarketingTexas.com. You're listening to Love Talk with Evelyn Davison here at the Bridge, 1120, today's Christian Talk. Thank you, Mike. We are here on the Bridge, and we're so excited to be here and in the studio with today is my good friend Linda Chandler. Linda, we've been talking about what it is that we ought to be doing during these days. We are living in some of the most critical needy times in America's history and even in Texas. We've talked about why why Jerusalem and why Israel is so important, so important to us. 
Um, it is, and the last one that we want to talk about, that it brings us blessings. Because Jerusalem is the altar of love. It is. That is where Jesus paid the price of love for each one yes. of us. Let's talk about that. Well, I, I think, too, we, we, we also have to understand why, again, about praying and bringing blessings. Because then we go back again to the individual. And we know that Abraham, God told Abraham, those that bless you will be blessed and those that curse you will be cursed. And, he's, and it, even Paul reminded us in Romans eleven twenty eight and 29 that God still had plans for his chosen people. And he reminded the reader uh, of Romans that. They, meaning Israel, those people, individually even, are loved on account of the patriarchs, on account of the story mm-hmm. that was brought forward for us. And and we would have to admin the Messiah that was produced from one of those. I mean, we would not have any knowledge of God Absolutely. without the Jewish people. They are, have been a blessing to us. They're his story. They are his story. So we want to return that for God, the, the blessing back, because we are gonna, we've been blessed by them. And as we pray and pray for God's purposes to prevail, he is going to bless us even, even more. Because he's going to say, you believed in my word. You've done what my word says. You've been obedient children. Isn't that what we all really want? I have to tell you, too, that it says in Psalm 85, 8 and 10, it says, I will listen to what the Lord, the God, the Lord will say. He promises peace to his people, his saints, but let them not return to folly. Love and faithfulness meet together. Righteousness and peace kiss. So when we pray for the peace of Jerusalem and we do it out of a heart of peace, we're praying love and that, God, you are faithful, not just to me, but you're too faithful to them. What can I do? What can I say? Where can I be uh, to, to, to see that they are also taken care of? It's to return the promise of blessing back to them. Bless them again, Lord. Bless them again. You're saving the whole world. No one is going to be left out. You know, that is exciting when you think about it because that is the altar of love. Mm-hmm. It's where he paid that sacrifice we talked about last week with Easter. Mm-hmm. You know, he laid his whole life on the altar of love that we, much like Abraham did with Isaac. Isaac got up there. He did it because the Father asked him to. Mm-hmm. Jesus came because the Father sent him. He said, I have sent my son. And he's sending us. It's a full circle event. He sent us, he sent first to those 12 Jewish men to take yes. the blessings of God out to the whole world. You know, go out from start at Jerusalem, start at the altar of sacrifice, move out Judea, Samaria to the ends of the earth. We're at the ends of the earth and we're returning back again. Well, let's, let's talk a little bit those blessings. about how we are to pray. You know, he's t- there's no doubt. We know that we're supposed to pray because Jesus himself said that. Pray for Israel. First of all, just pray that all will find peace in their hearts through accepting Jesus. I, I think that's exactly right. How do you pray for that? Do you know how I think you really pray? When you go to an altar or when Jesus went to the altar, it was an act of mercy. We don't mm-hmm. use that word more. 
We don't, excuse me, we don't use that word a lot anymore. What if we went and we prayed, Lord, have mercy. Have mercy on Israel. You had mercy on me. Have mercy on her. Surround her with your mercy. Because mercy means that maybe somebody doesn't deserve it or maybe they've been off base or whatever. I'm not saying that about Israel, but that was us. So be merciful, God. You and your gratitude and your grace, you show up for them. And that's another thing I think we pray. We literally pray. I, I pray this all the time. I say, Lord, surround her like with a wall of fire that nothing would touch her. Nothing would harm her. Ooh. Nothing would, uh, you know, send your angels to encamp around her yes. uh, and keep her safe um, and, and, and raise up the right leaders there. And then I pray for America. Mm-hmm. Raise us up leaders that understand the biblical significance uh, yeah, absolutely. of, we don't of have protecting today, Lena. Israel. We have to admit it. You know, it's just another is to pray for America's leaders is dealing with the Jewish and Israeli Palestinian leaders. The two that, you know, America deals with is, is Israel and Palestine and neg- negotiate a temporary politically based peace. You know, that's hard to do knowing that the war is so intense mm-hmm. and is mm-hmm. spreading wider and wider. And that, but the, one of the most important things is pray for quiet reconciliation efforts of Jewish and Arab believers in Israel. And I absolutely believe that because even when Joshua, who is Jesus concealed, went into the promised land, you know that an angel of the Lord showed up. And, jo- and before a battle began, mm-hmm. and Joshua says, are you for them? Or are you for, for us? us? And the angel, which is a figure of Jesus, said, it's he just said, no. And you think, no, what does that mean? He's neither for or against. He's about working the will of God. Isn't that amazing? And so we don't take sides, but we say, Lord Jesus, you are our peace. Mm-hmm. You come and raise up so that we can le- raise leaders that can work together side by side in peace. Well, you know, we have uh, over 140 congregations in Israel, and they they range, and you know this. Sunday, I've been there, yes. From small house fellowships to, I guess, established places of worship. Mm-hmm. What do we pray for them? Well, we need to pray that more and more even the gospel of Jesus Christ would go out, the good news of Jesus Christ. Because in those places, that, that's what we want is that, 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 but we do it, if you're doing it to the Jews, you do it as honor and respect. Mm-hmm. You know, I, bridges of peace is over there and that's their whole thing is to go to Jewish uh, people and love on them and that's the love of Jesus, so that they would begin to understand who Jesus is. Then you have another uh, group over there. There's uh, several of them. Uh, one that comes to me is, um, I think it's called Ishmael's Hope, and it's yes. about Christians uh, reaching out mm-hmm. to the Arabs and saying, Christ is the way. Mm-hmm. He is the one of peace. And it's about spreading that. We need to pray that those people that are out spreading still the gospel of the good news would be called forth. We need to pray that um, that the churches in America and Christians in America will become better informed on what really is happening in Israel and and work together to find some ways to... Get the information 
about that. You know, people just think, you know, Israel's wrong. And Israel is not wrong. It's God's plan. Well, a lot it's of the that, altar of love. It is. But a lot of that comes from this uh, Reformed theology that says that, that Christians replaced Israel. Well, let me tell you something. If you're going to believe that, I'll give it to you a quick caveat. Then you might as well re- believe that, that God then is going to replace the Christians with the Muslims. Yeah. I agree with you. I, I agree with you. Well, we do want to uh, wrap this up, Linda. It, there's no doubt God says that we are to pray for Israel. Our blessings are encouched in that because they have blessed us with the Messiah. We are in turn to turn around and say the purposes of God will will come to uh, fruition in Israel as it returns around that full circle. It's the first full circle of love and the blessings will flow. The blessings will flow. Well, you know, we have to ask ourselves, what do we do now? You know, we're, we're, if we're praying and we're trusting God for this, what do we do next door? You know, we've got to stop hiding out in our prayer closets in the pews and really become actively involved like you are in presenting Jesus Christ as the only rope of hope. Just give us a real short uh, way of that our friends who are listening today. Well, I think if that. you're if you're a believer, reconfirm this this uh, a, a great way to reconfirm your faith is say, you know what, Lord, I'm going to start praying for the peace of Israel. Show me the depth of your love and all of that. If you have never known Christ and you you're you're hearing this for the first time and you're 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 thinking, wow, what is this all about? Then what you need to do is acknowledge that you have an empty space that God needs to fill. You have a place in your heart, maybe where love is not fully known. And then you have to believe that Jerusalem was the altar of the world, that Christ really did come. He really died. He really rose from the good. You say, well, that sounds it. Ask the Lord. It says, help my disbelief. That's all you have to do. And then confess that you, that Jesus is in your heart, that he has come to save you, and he is your greatest need and your greatest gift, and that you are a treasure. And then you fully come into the kingdom of God as one of his treasures. Uh, he does treasure us, Linda. He, he treasures us to the extent that he didn't pay gold for us. He, played, he paid, paid blood. It was a blood atonement, a sacrifice on the altar of love. So we thank you today for joining us. And uh, Linda, tell us again how our friends can get in touch with you. Well, I think that you can get uh, in touch with me too, www.hostministries.org. That's all one word, H-O-S-T, ministries, all one word, dot org. Or you can call me at 512-203-7293. Well, Linda, thank you so much for being with us today. And uh, we do know this. We are called to pray for the peace of Jerusalem, and we are going to be doing that. Amen. We would ask you if you need to get in touch with us, you can do that at... Uh, lovetalknetwork.com or call us on the love line at 512-249-6535. If you'd be interested in having Linda come and speak at your church or your group, just let us know. 512-249-6535. In the meantime, we pray for you as we all pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Day after day, we are constantly hearing about how bad everything is. Isn't it about time to hear about what's right and good? Isn't it time for some good news? If your answers are yes, then you need the Good News Journal. 
The Good News Journal is published by KTXW's own Evelyn Davidson and is packed with news and information about the good things that are happening. With a healthy dose of hope, happiness, and humor, The Good News Journal is distributed free throughout Central Texas at hundreds of locations, including Walmart, Popeye Chicken, Central Market, Bob Bullock Museum, libraries, churches, and other locations. And did we say The Good News Journal is free? For advertising information or to have an article published, call Good News Journal at 249-6535. The Good News Journal is an inspirational, patriotic journal published bi-monthly to bring you God's good news. The Good News Journal, 249-6535, or read it online at thegoodnewsjournal.net. 